we pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Well, it's 99 days until a very important celebration. Can you do the mental math? Okay, time's up. It's Christmas. Every family has their holiday rituals. You have yours and I have mine, and one that I remember very well is writing Christmas cards. But it seems that in my short 25 years of life, I've never written a Christmas card during the Christmas season. While I worked at a Lutheran camp in central Wisconsin for nine years, we would preemptively write the Christmas cards during the camp week in August, saying, Dear Jimmy, I remember back to camp this last summer. We had such a great time together, didn't we? Gosh, I sure hope to see you next summer. I was devastated when I found out that those cards were pre-written as a camper. Then with my own family, we were a family who was quite tardy with our Christmas cards. And so many a Christmas in July, we'd throw on a movie to help get us in the spirit of writing these Christmas cards, you know, seven months late. One of my favorites was The Santa Claus. Do you know this movie? Tim Allen plays Santa Claus. And one of my favorite clips is at the end of this movie where uh, Santa, Tim Allen, has to go to work and his son, Charlie, is left behind. And Charlie has been given a magic snow globe. And so every time Charlie wants to see his father, he shakes the snow globe and Santa just knows that it's being shaken and is obligated to come back and see what's going on with his son, Charlie. So, of course, just 10 minutes after Santa leaves at the end of the movie, Charlie misses his father, shakes the snow globe. Santa races back, saying he was already over Ohio after having left Charlie. And realizing that nothing's wrong, Santa simply says, Oh, you missed me already? Come here and give me a hug. It's a very touching scene. When I think about this abnormal father and son relationship in the movie The Santa Claus, it reminds me of another unique father and son relationship that we hear a little bit about as Jesus describes it in John chapter 8. Now, of course, having Santa Claus as a father is an abnormal relationship, but probably an even more strange relationship is if your father is God. Of course, we boldly confess that the Father and the Son are of the same substance, which complicates things even further. But let's set aside that dogmatic framework for a second and see what uh, Jesus says about his Father in John chapter 8. From the Mount of Olives, Jesus tells us five things about his Father. He tells us that uh, Jesus is from above and their audience is from below. The people who are listening, they don't get it though. They don't really know where he's going with this. There's a close connection between the Father and the Son, and even though Jesus is down here on earth for now, he's from above, and he's eventually headed back there to rejoin the Father. Even the word that Jesus speaks is what he's heard from the Father. And though Jesus is sent away from the Father, the Father is still with him. Jesus goes so far as to say, The Father has not left me alone. For I continually do the things that are pleasing to him. I want to focus on that a little bit today. Jesus remains tied intimately to the Father 
while here on earth. And through that connection, he continues to say and do things that are pleasing to his Father. So how's your relationship with the Father? Are you close to him day in and day out, or are life's burdens getting in the way? Too often the tasks of daily life crop up and get in between our relationship with the Father. Long class periods during the day can turn into even longer nights locked in a corral in the back of the library. A phone call from a family member hundreds of miles away can cause us to lament being here separated from the ones that we love. Forgotten about assignments trump our commitment to be in chapel in the morning. And sometimes it's hard to even crack open a Bible because when we glance at it, our brain goes, Greek homework, do me now, Greek homework. It takes a conscious effort to stay near our Father, to continually do the things that are pleasing to Him. No one who has ever walked this earth knows this tension better, though, of being distant from the Father than our Savior. In today's reading, Jesus talks about feeling close to the Father, but when we look to the future as Jesus foreshadows being raised up, it's during this time that he was raised up that Jesus felt alone. Jesus sees his mother struggling with feelings of being separated from her son as he dies in front of her on the cross, and Jesus responds by giving her John to be a new son for her. All the while, at the same time, Jesus feels abandoned by his own father, And these feelings reach a pinnacle when Jesus cries out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Jesus found himself completely separated at a time when he needed his father the most. Jesus didn't stay cut off, though. He was raised three days later, ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And although the Father and Son were separated for a short time as Christ suffered and died for us, they're reunited in glory. We as God's people have the promise that the Father will never be completely disconnected from us, no matter what. In those moments in which we find ourselves slipping away, the Father always comes back for us. His promise from Exodus to never leave us nor forsake us holds true. How does it happen? Think back to the movie The Santa Claus with me. Charlie had an easy way to call on call out to his father. All he had to do was shake the magic snow globe, and his father would appear. You and I, we don't have a magic snow globe, but we are drawn close to the father through our times together, such as this morning when we hear God's word, and we can speak to our father anytime when we call out to him in prayer whenever we need. The Lord will always listen and answer to our prayers. And we have a Savior who is at the right hand of God While he waits in judgment, yes, he is also constantly speaking prayers of intercession for all the saints. And Jesus has left us with his Holy Spirit, who remains with us day in and day out. His Holy Spirit guides guides our hearts and minds to be more like Christ, and we're constantly reminded that we're not alone. It could come in the form of a card that you find in the mail from the ladies of the Lutheran Church of the Unaltered Augsburg Confession in Indianola, Iowa, who were just thinking about you and were praying about you and wanted to send you a card. Or the Holy Spirit could be using the Bible study at your field education church or wherever you go to church to reaffirm your connection to our Lord. Or maybe it's as simple as that glance at the serenity prayer, 
hanging on your wall. The Holy Spirit is working through the saints in your life in order to draw you closer to him. And through this process, we're molded to become future church workers in God's kingdom who confess, my risen Lord has not left me alone, and by his Holy Spirit, I'm led to draw continually nearer to him. Go about your day in peace, knowing that you're not alone. And may these words travel from the tip of my tongue to the bottom of your hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.